So, for example, for that particular uh, game I'm playing, Wizards Unite, where the first thing I lock in in the morning, I get a gift. I mean, what kind of, what kind of better reward is there <laughs> than lock in a game? And get a gift? Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Habit Mindset Podcast. I'm really pumped. My name is Daniel and uh, this is a podcast where we change your habits, change your mindset and eventually change your life. So today for this particular episode, um, we just wanted to go a little bit of a deep dive into how exactly habits work. So thanks for listening eh? and for this episode, we are just going to lay the groundwork and explore how these particular habits work. Um, to be honest, I don't profess to be an expert. Uh, most of these uh, theories actually are from a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's a very, really good book and I really highly, highly recommend this book. So basically in the book, right, they, they talk about why goals don't work. So basically, uh, there are four reasons Basically, for winners and losers, they all have the same goals. So, for the winner in a particular race, well, they want to win. For the losers, they also also want to win. Uh, for the second reason is because uh, achieving a goal is only a temporary change. So, for example, once you win, that's it already. There's, there's no, no after Right, and then third reason is because goals actually restrict your ha- happiness. You are waiting for the next big thing. You don't really, uh, you you don't have this uh, sense of progress. And also, goals are at at, at odds with the long term progress mindset that we are all about. So these are the four reasons why goals don't work. Winners and losers have the same goals. Achieving a goal is only a momentarily change. Uh, goals restrict your happiness. You are waiting for the next big thing. And also goals are at odds with long-term progress. So essentially, these changes start with atomic habits and systems. So there are actually three um, layers of behavioral changes that James Clear talks about in his book, Atomic Habits. First is actually outcomes. If you think about it, that actually are goals, right? So this is the first layer of change. Second layer of change are what we call processes. So those are habits. How do we get into uh, these processes to maybe win a race? Well, we get in the habit of running every day, for example. And then the last one, right, is actually changing and uh, and, in, and and revising your identity. So that's talking about your beliefs and your worldview. Uh, if you uh, think that you want to really be the best there is, then, you know, that's your identity. I want to be the best there is. Um, and that will influence your habits. Uh, maybe if you weren't thinking that you are the best there is, then you won't train every day. And then that will actually affect your outcomes, your goals, right? So these are the three layers of behavior change. Your outcomes, which are your goals, your processes, which are your habits, and also your identity, which are your beliefs and worldview. So now we get into the nitty gritty, right? What is exactly a habit? What is a habit, right? A habit is a behavior that has been repeated enough times to become automatic. Let me repeat that once again, right? A habit is a behavior that has been repeated enough times to become automatic. Wow. Uh, I, I mean, this, this particular definition, it really encapsulates what a habit is. So for example, um, I have a habit of whenever I uh, go onto a bus, I want to open up my app to play this game called Wizards Unite. 
uh, I'm really addicted to the game. Uh, it gives me a sense of progress. Uh, there are events every week. Uh, rewards are unpredictable. So later we go and take a little bit of a look on eh, how does this become uh, a, a habit to me, right? So for now, let us rest on this knowledge that you know a habit is a behavior that has been repeated enough times to become automatic. So when I get out of the bus, I don't even think about it, right? I just whip out my phone and boom. I actually opened the Wizards Unite app already. This has happened enough times uh, uh, throughout, throughout, throughout the, the, the preceding days. So uh, let us get a little bit more of an in-depth exploration on what is the, this process of habits formation and what can we do about it. So this process of habits formation is also explained in this book called The Power of Habit by Giles Duhigg. Okay, So there are actually four different processes. The cue the craving, the response, and the reward. Okay, let me say that once again. The cue, the craving, the response, and the reward. Okay, so the cue basically is what you are looking at. Okay, so uh, or, or your, your, your basically your environment. Okay, so for example, if uh, you, you're, you're hungry uh, and you see a potato chips there, that's your cue. Then once you see the potato chips or your craving starts already, wow, the potato chips looks good. Your response, well... You open up the bag of potato chips and once you put that potato chip in your mouth, instantly gratified, right? That, that hit of uh, sodium, the hit of uh, uh, dopamine that, that, that is in your brain, okay? So um, together with this process of habits formation, we have the four laws of behavioral change as well. So the cue basically is... Uh, the, the, one of the laws is actually to make it obvious. Okay, that's of course if you want to make it a habit that you want to repeat. Make it obvious. So if, for, for example, if you really want to make potato chip eating a, a habit that you want to uh, continue, then, well, you, you make sure you have potato chips on your desk, right? You can have potato chips everywhere. Next is your craving. You make it attractive, right? Next is actually the response. You make it easy. So uh, the, the potato chip is there uh, within arm's length from where, where you're working, from where you're sitting at, and the reward, make it satisfying. Okay, so of course for potato chips, it's very easy to make it satisfying. Uh, you just put it in your mouth, right? So uh, maybe uh, let's go a little bit of a more, more in-depth study. Okay, making it obvious. So that's for the first uh, behavior change. So the first behavior change is make it obvious. So uh, that's talking about your environment. So small changes in context, right, can lead to large changes in behavior over time. So each habit is initiated by a cue and we are more, no, more likely to notice ones that actually stand out. So you have to make cues if good habits are... Uh, Make it obvious in your environment if you want to persist in a habit. So gradually, your habits will become associated not with a single trigger, but with the entire context surrounding the behavior. And this context becomes the cue. Um, of, of course, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a camp that says, you know, it's easier to build new habits in a new environment because you're not fighting against old cues. So maybe I give an example. Uh, I, I actually just moved uh, in to, to this new flat over in Tampines. Uh, I, I think I moved in for, for like three months already. And uh, in the first beginning days, I was lost in the house. I did not know... Uh, the, the, the cues were very, very different. The dining table is at a different place. The fridge uh, is not well stocked. There's nothing in it. So uh, basically, 
this entire environment was very new to me. I had nothing going for, for, for me at the moment. And then I realized that, hey, this is the perfect time for me to make another new habit that I actually will uh, be able to continue uh, without much fuss at all. So that's, 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 that's environment. So of course, you can make it uh, inverted as well. If you, if you want to stop a bad habit, uh, is to make it invisible. So the first uh, law of behavior change is to make it obvious. But however, if it's a bad habit, you can make it invisible. So once this habit is formed, uh, you must uh, must tread lightly because it is unlikely to be forgotten. Uh, so of course, people with a higher self-control tend to spend less time uh, in, 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 in tempting uh, situations. And one of the most practical ways right, you can do to eliminate a bad habit is to reduce exposure to the cue that causes it. So, for example, if, uh, well, one of the bad habits is uh, eating potato chips, then you remove the potato chips from your environment. You stop buying, buying it altogether. You stock your fridge with fruits. So every time you're hungry, eh, there's no potato chips around, you open your fridge, fruits galore. You have kiwis, you have uh, grapes, you have apples, you have oranges. Well, what, what do you think your tendency of uh, going for the fruit is? It's almost 100%, right? Yeah. So self-control is actually a short-term strategy. Uh, actually, I read a book where they talk about self-control depleting throughout the day until at the end of the day, oh, you just have to give in. You have to drink that bubble tea, right? So self-control is actually a short-term strategy and not a long-term one. So that's for the first um, law of behavior change. Next one is um, uh, uh, making it attractive. That's the second law of behavior change. You make it attractive. So uh, the more attractive opportunity is, the more likely it is to become habit-forming. So habits are actually dopamine-driven kind of a feedback loop. So when uh, this dopamine rises, so that's our motivation to act. Okay, So it's anticipation of the reward, not the fulfillment of it, that gets us to the action. So the greater the anticipation, the greater the dopamine spike. So uh, it's like uh, when you are on a, on, a, on a swing, right? So you, you are t- taking this, uh, uh, this big, huge, um, uh, uh, like kind of daredevil kind of swing that, that then they will slowly pull you up. In fact, the amount of fear that you feel when the, when the swing is pulling you up all the way to that very, very high place, I think that fear is even more than when they actually drop it. Right? So it's a very similar for this second law, this dopamine. Right, So it's anticipation of the reward, anticipation of this dopamine that actually uh, gives you that motivation to act. So temptation bum- uh, bundling is one way to make your habits more attractive. Right, The strategy is to pair an action that you want to do with an action that you need to do. So if you remember uh, my 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 previous uh, podcast episode, I was talking about you know how I actually pair it with a event. Okay, so an action that I needed to do was actually maybe I, I needed to uh, stop. Uh, I need to, to spend some time on my own to and, and 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 when I don't when I have the action, well, I can uh, pair it together with a, another uh, uh, habit that I want to form. Okay, of course, making it attractive is not all, all only about yourself. Um, actually, the f- role of family and friends are very important too uh, because the culture that we live in determines which behaviors are attractive or not. Okay, we tend to a- adopt habits that, we, that are praised and approved of by our social groups, by our culture because we have a strong desire to fit in and belong because 
who who wants to be an outsider, right? We all really want to belong. We are humans and, and humans tend to want to belong. So we tend to limit uh, to imitate the habit of our close uh, relatives, of the many people uh, around us that are, are, are doing this, or the powerful. So, of course, uh, if you talk about the, 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 the close, it will be our families, our friends, the many. So, uh, if you uh, think about the last trend that you see, maybe it's the, the, the spicy uh, noodles that we see. Well, everybody is going on the bandwagon. You want to do... Uh, you want to try this particular product, right? Okay, and of course, the powerful. So to build habits, we can join a culture where the desired culture is the norm and you already have something in common there, right? So um, so for, for myself, um, I actually built a better habit of actually doing our runs by joining a running group. So every Wednesday, almost without fail for the past uh, a year or so, I've been joining a, a running group uh, at my old place. Uh, the uh, only problem when is when circuit breaker started, I, I have not been going for the runs anymore. Yeah, so so I think uh, that that's actually a very very good way to actually help you to do the thing you want. You join a social group that actually uh, are doing the things that you 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 want yourself to be doing so that's there's some kind of social pressure there's kind of expectation that you know you have to turn up and you have to do the thing that you need to do right okay so so that's that you make it attractive so the 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 so what it does right actually the normal behavior of the group overpowers your desired behavior of the individual well on the day you may not feel running then you realize that wow there's another group of people that's waiting for you there you naturally be uh, more likely to take the action to put on your socks, put on your shoes and head out the door to go for your run, right? So if in he- if a behavior can get us approval, respect and praise, we find it attractive. Uh, so in the case of running, even while you run, you get dopamine. So uh, it's a, almost like a self-sustaining kind of habit once you join the group, right? So the third law of behavior change, okay, so and that has to do with your response is actually to make it easy right uh the third the 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 third law of behavior change is to make it easy so the most effective form of learning is actually practice and is and and not planning so for example like this podcast uh, i can plan however much i want i have to practice it so um i have to make it easy so for my podcast i already have the mic stand already set up everything's connected already i just have to plan the episodes and hit record so i have to practice doing that so I'm, i'm hoping to make it a habit uh uh, in the days to come so you you have to focus on taking action and not being in motion just take the action hit the record button uh, or, or, or edit the episode and, and chunk it out the door right so habit formation is a process uh, by which behaviors becomes progressively more automatic through repetition so uh, I, I've read some books where they talk about you know, uh, neurons that fire together wire together and, and that's the same concept I believe so once you, you, you practice it once practice it twice thrice four times slowly by and by these neurons wire together and eventually these habits become automatic and it's not something that well you have to uh, really put your mind uh, and, and, and have uh, some kind of resistance to it uh, actually it's uh, very similar to a lot of uh, the other things that we learn as well right yeah. So, like for example, uh, when when we were small, when we were learning addition, uh, it can be hard at that point of time. Okay, we have to use our fingers three plus five, but now automatically we think three plus five, eight. 
automatically or two times two four automatically yeah so that, that, that that's actually a kind of habit as well so the number of times that you perform a habit uh, is not in, the amount of time that you have been performing a habit is not important as the number of times you have performed it so yeah so just keep doing it right so uh, actually why you want to make it easy is because of the law of least effort because human behavior follows the law of least effort uh, you have to create an environment where doing the right thing is as easy as possible so it's putting fruits in the fridge right you just open the, the, the fridge and uh, well make sure there are fruits that are easy to eat uh, hopefully it's not a durian or, or, or some kind of fruits that you need to peel uh, you can make it put, put an apple or put some, some, some grapes so it's make it as easy as possible for yourself and reduce the friction associated with good behaviours when the friction is low the habits are easy so what I do sometimes uh, during my runs on, on, on weekends what I'll do is I'll actually wear my running attire at night so the next day I'll, I'll prepare all my armbands and, and, and money that I need to put in the armband and keys etc so the next day what I need to do is I just, I just have to brush my teeth wash my face and grab my stuff and I'm ready to go so to make it as easy as possible if it's a bad habit of course you increase the friction associated with these bad behaviors and once you have done that when the friction is high habits of course difficult and you prime your environment uh, if, if you want to make these habits uh, 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 easier or, or, or more difficult prime your environments to make them as they, as they need to be so the fourth uh, cue is of course the reward so the reward is to make it, uh, the, the law of the, 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 the behavior change is to make it satisfying. So the card, this is actually the cardinal rule of behavior uh, change. If uh, whatever you have done before eh, and it leads to something that is not satisfying, well, likely there's a high chance you won't repeat it again, right? So the fourth law of behavior change is actually to make it satisfying. Okay, so we are more likely to repeat a behavior when the experience is satisfying and uh, this this is actually a biological construct of the brain. So human the the human brain is actually uh have been uh, evolved to prioritize immediate rewards versus delayed rewards. So we want everything immediately, and this is not helped by our culture uh at, at currently lah, right? So we have uh, instant noodles. We have uh heat. Uh, we have we have ready made meals that we can pop in the oven and and it is ready ready to be eaten. So uh, the human brain is evolved to prioritize immediate reward versus uh, delayed rewards. So what is immediately rewarded is repeated, and what is immediately punished is avoided. Right. So this is something like the habit and stick kind of analogy. So to get a habit that you want to stick to, you need to be f- you, you need to feel immediately successful, even if it's a small even if it's in a small way. So for example, for that particular uh, game I'm playing, Wizards Unite, where the first thing I lock in in the morning, I get a gift. I mean, what kind of what kind of better reward is there than to lock in a game and you get a gift, right? Immediately, the first thing that you, you see. So you. The first thing they do already is already satisfying the, from the moment I open the app. And, and I think that's, that's really a, a kind of a habit-forming product uh, 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 that, that, that we see that is based on the evolution of the human brain, right? To get a habit that you, you want to stick to, you need to be, you feel immediately successful, even if it is in a small way. And the first three laws, they actually increase the odds that behavior will be performed for this time. But however, the fourth law, to make it satisfying, that actually increases the odds. This behavior will be repeated 
next time, and then the next time, and then the next time, and the next time again, right? So uh, to recap, the four behavior laws are to make it uh, obvious, right? To make it attractive, to make it easy, and to make it satisfying. So conversely, uh, if you want to make a bad habit uh, less uh, prone to be repeated, you make it invisible, to make it attract unattractive, to make it difficult, and to make it unsatisfying. Okay, so um, I thank you very much for listening to this episode. It's a slightly longer episode in that sense, and I'm hoping, hoping for it to be a more of a cornerstone kind of a podcast episode. Um, in the next episode, we have an entire episode on how these small habits actually can change your life. I'm really, really excited to share that with you, and uh, I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening and as always, all show notes and links are over at thehabitmindset.com And finally, we had uh, finally set up a Instagram account at The Habit Mindset so do follow us there and I'll see you again. This is Daniel signing off. Bye!